Welcome to Talking Far, Far Away. The Force is with you, young Skywalker. You are not a Jedi yet. Join Brick City Blockade as we discuss the canon of a galaxy far, far away. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to the BrickCityBlockade.com podcast network. Talking far, far away. And on this epic episode, it's well overdue. Caden and I have been talking for quite some time about doing this. And finally, the day has come. Guys, welcome Caden Patrick from Rebel Cause onto the show. Caden, how's everything going today, my friend? Oh, it's going well, man. How about yourself? Not too bad. Not too bad. You know, I think we're all really, really excited. A lot is going on in the Star Wars universe. Caden, I just want to get some of your initial thoughts. Again, thank you so much for you always participate in our live streams when we do stuff. You're always in the discussion room, moving conversations forward and everything. And okay, I just no gotta, problem. Yeah, and I got to talk to you about this first. Is that we got such a drop yesterday with Ryan Johnson, obviously the director of The Last Jedi, but he's going to be helming three more films now. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um, yeah, and I, my initial thought. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. And and your thoughts on that? I'm I'm so fascinated to hear. Yeah. Well, first, my initial thoughts before even getting into what this new trilogy can possibly even be about is uh, Last Jedi must be really good. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Like it has to be, man. For them to just hey, you're gonna direct an entire trilogy. Here you go. Like I'm. It's made me more excited for Episode Eight, if anything. But uh, yeah, I'm definitely excited about a new trilogy that doesn't have to do with the skywalkers um we discussed it a bit yesterday on your live stream but i would really love instead of you know keep moving forward when we take a step back a little way back into uh old republic times that's really what i would love to see not sure i would love to see an obi-wan trilogy mm. seeing as i know he didn't leave tatooine at least that's always what i've thought that he would always be there to protect luke but uh yeah man it's just endless possibilities it's a hell of a time to be a star wars fan right now there's just you know, so like we mentioned stuff. last night yeah like i went into episode three thinking well this is it this is the last star wars it's come full circle it's all complete and then i'll never forget the day what was it like 2013 12 or whatever Mm-hmm. when Disney bought Lucasfilm and they announced, hey, we're going to keep going. And that was one of the best days ever, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that day, I mean, and now kind of reflecting upon that day alone and then looking at where we are now as Star Wars fans with Star Wars Celebration obviously taking off the way it has, you've been able to experience that. And it's like, wow, there's just there's just so much out there for the fans and at the same time, Caden, I think you bring up a really good point when it comes to Ryan Johnson, which I outlined just last night, is that, yeah, if he's going to helm these next three films, we don't obviously know when they're going to come out. We still have to deal with another trilogy after this one. Maybe it comes sooner than later. But I think Old Republic, let's go back in time. Let's bring up some of those conversations. Let's bring up Revan. Let's bring up some of the original Sith uh, discussions because I think there's just so much there. Even if it's Darth Bane, if we even get some mention yeah. about the uh, rule of three and everything, I, I would just love the rule of two. Sorry, rule of three. Where's that coming from? That, that's a new one. That's, that's going to be yep. a special podcast episode. The rule of three. Um, yeah. But no, I, I think that there's definitely something there, Caden. I know you, you're an old Republic person, are you not? Oh, absolutely, man. Um, besides Luke. Uh, I'd say Revan is one of my favorite characters. I, in saying that, I really kind of hated 
what they did with his story after uh, Knights of the Old Republic 2. Because um, that game kind of left me at least feeling like, you know, there's this other threat and Revan is going to need Jedi and Sith. And there would be this epic battle of, you know, Jedi and Sith together fighting whatever this other menace was. Uh, I guess they did reveal that it was the true Sith, like the the race. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know. I, I feel like, and I, I love the Old Republic game, and that's the Old Republic, not Knights of the Old Republic. Um, but I feel like they really kind of, I don't know, underplayed Revan. I mean, he was powerful in that, but yeah, I, I wasn't really happy with what they did. And uh, I would love to see another take on that. And I, I have a whole, if you want to get into it now, we can, another time, whatever. I have a whole theory of how Revan into this new trilogy and all that, but you know. You know what? Caden, fire away, because actually Revan was going to be my next discussion point. So let's go right, on. Perfect. Well, Revan would fit in pretty perfectly because this whole new trilogy, and whether people want to deny it or not, I really think they're going towards kind of a gray Jedi thing. And they want to keep saying, oh, no, gray Jedi don't exist, whatever. What's Ahsoka Tano? Mm. She's something in the middle. She's different. She, you know, uh, the Bendu, they've introduced these, you know, different paths of the force someone in the middle when the light and dark what's in the middle of that gray you know say it in the trailer for episode eight you know the light the dark the balance the middle ground you know something so much bigger as luke said and uh that's revan you know revan is he was a sith he was a jedi he was a hero he was a uh, you know murderer a sith lord and i think it'd be pretty perfect if somehow if the the theories about Snoke being an ancient, you know, Sith Lord, whatever, are true, that Revan could have fought Snoke. And, you know, that would have been... See, the rumors that that I've heard, and I I really like it, is that Snoke was kind of trapped in some sort of forced prison or whatever, and uh, Palpatine was hearing him call to him from the Unknown Regions, and that's why the First Order went out there, maybe to free Snoke to let him out of this prison that he was trapped in. And I think it would just be a great tie-in to have, you know, possibly Revan be the one who trapped him in there. That's just my my crazy fan theory that I would love to see happen. But, you know. <laughs> you know what? And just to kind of piggyback off of that, Caden, is that I, I truly believe, much like you, that Snoke does have some some background somewhere with the Sith, whether it is... And I don't think necessarily that he is Sith, but he could be a different take on it. And that's why they don't want to tell his story right away. That Snoke oh, yeah. is definitely a different entity within the Jedi in the Sith ways. He is, sorry to say it, very much like Thrawn. He is a researcher. He is somebody who studies the balance between the Jedi and uh, the Sith. And one of the greatest things, if you've read the Force Awakens novel, is his discussion with Kylo Ren in the throne room that we didn't see play out cinematically and I would have loved to have seen play out yeah is that discussion with him where he said the fa- the son had the chance to kill the father and to join the dark side and he did not and that yeah. is where Snoke's mind is is that he doesn't look at it as like yeah well Luke should have became a dark side user it was like no it's fascinating how Luke went against the grain of his genetics and he yeah. fought against that. So I think Snoke, uh, in many ways, is playing off of that, Caden. Your thoughts? Absolutely, man. Uh, my, another, I, see, I have nothing but theories, man. Uh, really, <laughs> like we were talking about, you know, it's a hell of a time to be a Star Wars fan. At, 
I feel like people have just kind of caught up with where I've been because every day for me is pretty much Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars. But anyway, another one of my little crazy theories is they've really introduced in Star Wars now that was something that was just legends and, and actually kind of in the original one of the original scripts or takes of A New Hope in the Star Wars story is the Journal of the Wills, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they introduced it in uh, the Clone Wars. They had some of the Wills in there and like those, uh, I forget what they're called now, but the, those uh, prophets, whatever they were. Yeah, like prophets. Um, yeah. Yeah, the Rogue, in Rogue One, they had, you know, the Guardians of the Wills and the Temple and all that. And now it's, strongly rumored that we are getting the journal of the wills uh which is that book that we see in the trailer so another question i pose to people is what if snoke is one of the wills Mm. the journal of the wills the wills were these like beings you know like kind of like godlike creatures uh that were in tune with the force and it's one that fell you know maybe like a kind of like a satan story you know satan was an angel who fell type of thing Hmm. and you know one of these uh they're supposed to be more towards the middle but obviously he's a bit darker that's one of my one of my crazy fan theories as well (laughs) there's that's and i haven't heard that before and i think that's a very fascinating point and i think star wars is moving in that direction i think they're moving closer and closer towards yeah you know what we love lightsabers and we love a good blaster and all this other stuff within the Star Wars universe. And then it's kind of like, but there is this thing called the force that doesn't necessarily need lightsabers and it doesn't need these items. The force itself, we kind of see, we saw it with force awakens, obviously Laura Santeca. We saw that play out in the Poe Dameron comic book where Laura Santeca, it was on a journey. He was experiencing the force to its fullest extent. And the people yeah. that he ran, ran into along the way, truly changed his mind about where the force fits into the universe and star Wars is really, really exploring the force in new ways. Great example of this is Chirrut Imwe. You know, we see it in rogue one and he asks, is he a Jedi? No, he's, he's a believer. And I think that's such a, a telling sign that star Wars is moving away from the traditional Jedi. We've seen it with star Wars rebels this year. That's another great example is that Kanan Jarrus, is starting to move farther and farther away from uh, using his lightsaber to now every time we see him speaking with Ezra, Ezra's walking upon him in a meditative state. And I've noticed that. Every time we see Ezra and Kanan discussing something, Ezra's walking in with Kanan meditating. So something's happening there in the Force, and it's so fascinating to see this play across multiple platforms. Oh, absolutely. Um, and I really love that Star Wars is really getting back to the spiritual side of the Force. You know, it's more mysterious and it's, uh, you know, I, I'm not a prequel basher in any way. I enjoy the prequels as well. Um, but the word metachlorians tends mm-hmm. to strike a nerve with me. But my, you know, I've always kind of thought of that any, any group of people would try to rationally explain something as crazy as the force. So that that's fine. I was, I was fine with the metachlorian thing, you know, it wasn't the greatest, but <laughs> now that the purge has happened and it's, you know, 50 plus years later, 
people have forgotten stuff like that. So it is the greatest opportunity to get back into the spiritual side of the Force, which was what was so interesting in the original trilogy, you know, hearing Yoda describe the Force, mm. you know, energy field that surrounds us and binds us, and it, you know, is magical. And I love that it's getting back to that. Yeah, we are moving in that direction. We're moving closer and closer to the spiritual side. And I think The Last Jedi is going to be such a, a, a tale of not just Rey learning how to use a lightsaber and everything, mm -hmm. but of course we see it in the trailers and everything, that Ryan Johnson is moving away from that, and we see Rey and her raw power. That's the term that's always used yeah. uh, throughout these trailers is the raw power. <clears throat> and for Luke to say that it didn't scare him then, and now it scares him in this moment, is just so telling, even though he's been on so many journeys himself and oh, yeah. seen what the Force can truly do in so many different ways. So I think The Last Jedi, Caden, is really going to be a tell, it's going to really tell us specifically about where Star Wars wants to go, not just with the trilogy that follows this, but even, even where... Ryan Johnson might take his three films. It's a, it's such a cool time to really just enjoy all this because we don't know. And there's just endless possibilities for, you know, podcasters like us to just, you know, imagine what's going to happen. And, you know, the anticipation and the anticipation is one of the greatest parts about, I mean, I would really love to watch the last Jedi today. But it's great to be able to be like, oh, you know, I'm excited for this. It's happening. It's close. It's almost there. Yeah, it's it's the cycle of waiting and waiting, and the waiting doesn't have to happen much longer. Of course, we're literally almost a month away from this film coming out. Uh, it's amazing because when we were at start, when everybody was doing the whole Star Wars celebration thing, it was like, wow, oh, we gotta wait another like five, six months. Come on, when is this coming? And suddenly, now in November, it's like, wow, it's right around the corner. <clears throat> and then we have Han Solo right around the corner after that. And yeah, I, I totally believe, curious to hear your thoughts on this, Caden, because it's been a discussion here at the network for quite some time. Do you think we're going to move to a two films, there's two Star Wars format films a year at some point? <sighs> um, I think we could, for sure. I don't necessarily know if I would want that mm -hmm. because I, I don't know. I, I, I feel like if they start putting out two a year, we could start getting maybe movies that aren't quite as good as they could be if they took the whole year, you know, or two years between when it take them to make the film to really mm -hmm. focus on the movies. Because, I mean, we look at Marvel as a template for that. Mm -hmm. um, most of the Marvel movies are awesome. You know, some of them are like, yeah, yeah, that was that was a Marvel movie, cool. You know, but you know, the Avengers or you know, Iron Man. I, 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 it would be interesting, and as long as it was done right, I think I would be okay with it. I agree. I think two films a year is a stretch at this point. Um, I think once we're done with Episode Nine, I think that would be an interesting realm, especially if they want to take a break, like a three to four year break in between nine and ten. Yeah. Then it's like, okay, well, maybe we can get a couple Star Wars stories during the year leading up until <laughs> episode 10. You could do a Han Solo and then do a Rogue One, you know, really gritty and dark film. You have the comedy during the summer, and then the minute that you get to 
the winter time you could have that <clears throat> gritty dark film like a rogue one or like what we're going to see with the last jedi but in that star wars story format also i i think where they're going to make up for the difference and, and keep it to one film a year is this announcement of a live action tv show that's going to be coming to their live streaming service uh, yes by the year of 2019 sure. i think that that's what they're going to lead off this gap between nine and ten with is a live action tv show through the streaming service what that's going to be who knows Caden, i want to yeah. hear your thoughts on the idea of doing a live action Star Wars TV show now that Rebels is concluding, and I feel like we do need something. Please, please make it Filoni. Please make it something yep. really, really cool that we get to see. I would really love to see um, Luke's Jedi Academy. Mm. You know, uh, whether I don't know how they would do it. Um, obviously, I don't think Mark Hamill could be in every episode, or, you know, he doesn't. <laughs> look as young as he would have during that whole situation anyway right him maybe you know cameo like once an episode or once every two or three episodes something like that i'd really love to see what that was about you know um mm. to see him and ben going around the galaxy exploring and finding all this stuff uh I, i've seen some i mean we've all seen the pictures of uh uh his name's slipping from me right now but uh the guy who played Bucky. Oh yeah, Captain Sebastian America. Stan. Yeah, Sebastian Stan. Um, he kind of looks like Luke a little bit. You know, there's <laughs> that famous picture, and I saw a really good picture recently of the kid from Stranger Things, uh, Wheeler. Oh yes. Kid, uh, and they kind of compared him to Adam Driver, and oh, that's wow. young Ben Solo, man. Pretty similar, so. If you put them out there like that in the, in like a TV show format, I'd be cool. I'd be pretty cool with that. I would love to see it. Mm. And and yeah. you know what? Even sorry to cut you off. No, there. no, no, no. Um, you don't. <laughs> I we could possibly even see this uh, TV series because we we don't know how long it'll be. It could be like a one season thing. That could be the Obi Wan story as well. Mm. I'd love to see Filoni do it. Yes. Yeah. What he's been able to You know do, he would Yeah, what he's been able to do with uh bringing Steven Stanton on to voice Obi-Wan. I mean, oh yeah. He knows that character so well. Oh, absolutely. And how great was that fight between Maul and Obi-Wan? I mean, it wasn't really a fight, but <laughs> no, that was so perfect. Short it was lived, perfect. But it was worth it. Yeah. And uh I don't know, man. Yeah, I, I, I think you've got a really good point there, Caden. I think that if, you know, and the rumors have been, yep, Obi-Wan film in the works, everybody, it's like, no, th what they were trying to hide was that Ryan Johnson's going to be doing three films. That's the true story that was in the works at that time. And I think oh, that, yeah. of course, we know in the Star Wars universe, that's something that Rebel Cause and Brick City Blockade Podcast Network try to filter out is these, this rumor mill that gets out there. And it's like, hold on, take a step back, hold on. Lucasfilm hasn't confirmed this yet, so stop. You know, yeah. Um, you, you have to get the facts straight first before you report them. And I think Lucasfilm was truly working on whatever these three films are with Ryan Johnson, making sure that he was okay with doing that. And at the same time, trying to work out what this TV show is. I would love to see 
an Obi-Wan journey on Tatooine, some of the trials he had to go through. And please, if it was live action and suddenly, let me just play a scenario out of here for you, Caden, because I think you'll like this. Um, All right. You know, we, we see a, let's say a trailer for this upcoming TV show because Star Wars loves to do trailers. And I think maybe it will be post episode nine. Let's say it is an Obi-Wan live action film and we get a trailer for it. And suddenly Obi-Wan is talking to Liam Neeson as Qui-Gon Jinn's ghost. Absolutely, man. Yeah. Like that, that interaction alone yeah. would be so great to see in a live action format. Oh, for sure. And that's one of my big, I mean, I just want to see a force ghost again, man. I really am <laughs> yes. hoping episode, which, I mean, we've heard rumors forever about it. I don't think that's not going to happen, but mm. uh, yeah. I'd love to see that Liam Neeson in it for sure. I mean, he's willing to come back. Uh, Ewan McGregor obviously has voiced his opinion on coming back. He's more than willing to do. Yeah, man, man, I'm, I'm excited. I, th I think that would be great. And, and the other thing is too, is that Ewan McGregor is also at that point in his career and Liam Neeson too, where if they were to do like a live, live action TV show, the money's going to be pretty good. They're, they're not going to have oh, to worry yeah. about not being paid at all if they do a Star oh, Wars yeah. live-action TV series. And I think it's going to be a winning formula for them. I was talking to Brian Fontaine about it and some of the guys at the network here, Caden, is that if they do this and it's done right, we could see this continue on for quite a long period of time and not stop. Yeah. No, for sure, man. I, I completely agree. Now I had a I had one question for you when we were talking about the next trilogy, mm -hmm. um, and you had said episode ten. You really do you think it's going to be in episode ten, or is it going to be kind of a something else? Because I always, in my opinion, had thought of the episodic films as the Skywalker story. Mm. This is going to be episode ten, or is it going to be like almost a standalone trilogy? like a Star Wars story trilogy. That's a very fascinating point because, you know, there's just so much that could play out with that. We were, you know, it was confirmed by Kathleen Kennedy and Bob Iger that after episode nine, we were going to get a 10, 11, 12, but we weren't told what they were going to be about. And you bring yeah. up a really, really good point is that Amongst all the rumor mills and the Reddit posts and everybody trying to figure out what it is, I've always thought that it could be a traditional episodic where we take Ray and we do something with it. But at the same time, maybe the gap that they're trying to fill for 10, 11, and 12, um, maybe that is what Ryan Johnson is working on. And maybe it doesn't involve Ray. Maybe the next trilogy is something completely different. And then we revisit Ray. Maybe we need for them to age and for Finn to age and all these other characters before we get yeah. their story back and going again. And I, that's a very good point, and I had not thought about it. But my mind is still on, yeah, 10, 11, and 12 involves Ray. But I would not be surprised if it's not a separate entity that Ryan Johnson's working on because they love what he's doing with The Last Jedi. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, man. So that, that's uh. a really, really good question. And I think we're going to see that play out. Obviously, m many more discussions with Rebel Cause and Brick City on that one. Uh, because oh, for sure, man. As, as, as the, we get news about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh yeah. It's going to be one of, now that the Facebook Live format has changed 
uh, there'll be a lot more conversations surrounding that. Caden, one of the things on Talking Far, Far Away, I, I want to make sure I throw this in there because um, the, I would really like the fans to get to know you quickly. Um, yeah. When we're talking about Star Wars and we're talking about um, this galaxy in a, this galaxy far, far away, I think it's really important. Which Star Wars film is still your go-to to this day? Empire Strikes Back. Ah. For Empire sure. Strikes Back. Um, you know, I love, I love Force Awakens as well. Uh, that's, that's pretty close right behind there, but, uh, Empire is just my, my favorite Star Wars movie completely like the whole movie beginning to end solid. Um, you know, I love going to Dagobah to, to see Yoda, uh, the confrontation between Luke and Vader at the end is just awesome. Um, you know, the biggest twist possibly in cinema history. Yeah. Uh, right. You know, and just everything about that movie, man, is my, that's for sure my go-to. If I'm going to watch a star Wars movie, uh, I'm probably going to pop an empire nine times out of 10. That's, that's a very good go-to in nine out of 10 uh, equal opportunities. Caden also another, another question I always love to pose to people who come on talking far, far away if you were to be one specific character, let's say George Lucas came up to you and said, listen, Caden, I want you to get in the suit or begin to play the character of blank. Who would that character be in the Star Wars universe? Maybe it's somebody in the canon. Maybe it's somebody outside of the canon. Um, that's, I can give you a canon answer and a, and a non-canon answer. Even better. How about that? Okay. Canon would be Luke. Luke is my... That was my childhood hero. You know, um, when I think of Star Wars, I think of Luke Skywalker. That's my, my favorite canon character. And if I was asked about a non-canon character, which, as we were just saying, hopefully soon canon again, it would be Revan, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, I, I could totally see you playing Revan. You've, first of all, first of all, Caden, you've got the hair to go with it. I think oh, absolutely. <laughs> like, like I always see Revan as like this real punk rock guy. Like, he, yep. He's just, he's just, he's dark on the outside and he's dark on the inside too. And uh, I'm not saying, Caden, that you're dark on the inside, but uh, <laughs> I think we've all got Revan inside of us, and that's why we like to relate to that character is because he's just so driven by the world around him. And I think the Revan novel does such a good job about that. He's always conflicting. Like his mind, when we specifically talking about the Revan novel, he's always he's always got conflict in his mind. It's like, what do I do in this situation? And at times, even as a Jedi, he still sees the dark path, even though he's been completely mind wiped and just completely rid of the original Sith within him. It's like, wow, it's still within him and it still drives some of his decision making. And I totally agree with you. I, I've always gone back to Revan as being like, yeah, that's that's the guy. That's the guy yeah, that, for I, sure. that I kind of relate to and want to be. Um, and this, honestly, yeah. if you look at uh, if you look at Revan and you look at Luke and people sometimes seem to kind of forget this, but, you know, people look at Luke as oh he's like the absolute light side jedi all that hmm. if you go back and watch return of the jedi luke's doing some 
kind of shady things. You know, he yeah. literally walks in and within the first couple seconds, he force chokes two Gamorrean guards. <laughs> and that's how he walks in the room. He's like, yep, Jedi here. What's up, man? And then towards the end of the movie, uh, when Vader is taunting him about, oh, sister, if you will not be turned, then perhaps she will. He lashes out in anger and yeah. that he taps into the dark side for a minute. So, you know, they're kind of similar characters who have used the dark side, at least to a small extent, when they needed it. And it, you know, they've been able to walk away from it as well. So that's why both of those characters are are my favorite characters. Yeah, and you bring up a really good point, and I think this will probably be the closing thought because I think even, and I'm so glad you're bringing this up, now reflecting on Return of the Jedi in that moment when he force chokes two Gamorrean guards and comes into the room, it is typically not the Jedi way to try and persuade somebody or to try and play <laughs> games with somebody to get what you want. In many ways... <laughs> what that conversation that Luke had with Jabba is very similar to what Vader had with Jabba in yeah. the Darth Vader novels. Um, and in a lot of the comic book where we see Darth Vader and Jabba discussing some deal making and Vader's like, you don't want to mess with me. This decision that you're about to make will directly be reflected on your destiny. And it, and that's exactly what Luke did in that moment. He dialed in, <laughs> The traditional Skywalker mindset and yeah. very similar to his father. Like, don't mess with me, buddy. Cause I and honestly, a little a little more harsh. He literally says yeah. on the barge, free us or die. That's dark yeah. stuff, there, man. And I think <laughs> I think the last Jedi, I would love to see a lot more of that. If Return of the Jedi was able to touch upon those things and George Lucas was able to do that, I think that's what Disney is seeing in Ryan Johnson. It's like, wow, he's really trying to continue not just the story, but the lore of Star Wars and trying yeah. to keep it true to what it is. And obviously, I think we're going to see some fan service in this thing. I, I don't think... Obviously, that that 45-second trailer with Luke walking into the Falcon... That's fan service to its oh, yeah. fullest extent. Yeah, man, I still love seeing that shot. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going back to it. Keep reflecting on it. Uh, we're not going anywhere. Rebel Cause and Brick City will be talking some more. Caden, it's been awesome having you on. It's time now on the show for a little thing we like to call plug time. And oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> this is where you, you can share anywhere where the good people can find Rebel Cause. <laughs> and across social media where they can find you. Yeah, um, you can find Rebel Cause on Facebook at Rebel Cause Lancaster. And for people who don't know, uh, Rebel Cause is a group of Star Wars fans that is dedicated to uniting the fandom and doing good in our community. And right now we are in Lancaster, Pennsylvania um, with Plan Band. Uh, we have events and stuff like that to raise money for the homeless here in Lancaster. If you live in the Pennsylvania Lancaster area, we have an event this weekend. Um, it is at on the twelfth at Ise Noodle in Lancaster. It starts at three o'clock. So if you're in the area, stop by. Food, doing some trivia, playing some games, and just having fun as Star Wars fans. And if you want to listen to our companion podcast to Rebel Cause called Rebel Chatter, uh, you can find, uh, Rebel yeah just Rebel Chatter on iTunes. 
And we have a Twitter, Rebel Cause HQ, and RebelChatter.com. That awesome, is awesome. That's all my plugs. Yeah, that's that's all good plugs here at the Brick City Blockade. We love supporting Rebel Cause, everything that they're doing for the Lancaster community. You can bet on a lot more things coming up, Star Wars fans, between the two. And uh, hopefully we've, we'll find our way down to Lancaster and we're going to have some awesome, awesome Star Wars discussion. So we look forward to it. Caden, once again, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, it's hey, man, been a- thank you. And we're, uh, we're very yeah. excited to have you on Rebel Chatter as well. Where, uh, yeah, we like to learn everybody's Star Wars story, like how you discovered the fandom and all that good stuff. So get your, uh, get your story ready, man. You'll definitely be on soon. <laughs> I'll have to go to the drawing table because I, I, I have a feeling there's some things that have changed over the past few weeks uh, oh, in yeah. terms of my fandom. I think that we're all <laughs> very, very excited. So you guys can follow me over on Twitter at Mr. Vote Tweets. Please make sure to head on over to Instagram. Follow me at the official vote. Follow the Brick City Blockade on Twitter at Brick City SWPC. Head on over to www.brickcityblockade.com for everything happening in the Star Wars collecting, comic books, novels, Star Wars news, and here at the Podcast Network. Please make sure to head on over to iTunes, SoundCloud, uh, Google Play, and even you can listen to us on TuneIn Radio while you're on the go. Um, please make sure to subscribe, rate, and comment. It brings on the epic guests like Caden, Rebel Cause, and a lot, lot more great guests. So thank you guys once again for listening to Talking Far, Far Away. Another great week, another great conversation. And as we always say here, may the force be with you. Always. Always.